Welcome back, everybody, after a two-week hiatus, and we are back with another episode of the Third Banner Pod. I am joined by Ty and Ross today, and we have a lot to talk about, especially because we've been out for a couple of weeks. I won't say a whole lot has happened this week. I feel like last week we, we had a good week to talk about stuff, but we just couldn't line up schedules. It happens, but we do have a huge visit ahead for football next weekend at the Big Barbecue 2025 looks like it's going to be an insane, insane recruiting year already off the bat. Uh, we're going in deep, got a lot of four- and five-star talent. I have counted 14 four- and five-stars coming for that visit, so we're going to get into that. We are also going to uh, touch on a couple of minor basketball updates, talk about Tyler Johnson. Do we think he's going to come? Do we not? I know we've talked about it in the past, but... Uh, haven't heard a whole lot there. We're also going to talk about the upcoming TBT. Uh, we've got some news there, and and that that looks like it's going to be really entertaining. So with that being said, how you guys been, Ross? I know you were on a hiatus last week. You know you had a a good time. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I was at I had planned a bachelor party. Been planning that for about seven months for uh, my best friend Chris. Um, it was awesome. Went to Lake of the Ozarks, made a lot of memories. Um, yeah. You know, it was 15 of us, uh, 15 guys. It, it was, uh, you know, what stay what happens in Missouri stays in Missouri. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, they call it the show me state, and you hung out with a bunch of dudes. So I, I don't want to know what y'all were showing each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, man, Look hey at how's it going, man? Ross, were you all out there actually recreating the uh, Top Gun video? Oh, man. No, we were more doing like the uh, Lonely Island, Andy Sandberg. I'm on a boat with our flippy flappies. Like mm-hmm. We were doing that a lot. Okay. Hit, hit up the Party Cove. Man, it was, it was a good time. I uh, played golf. Actually, I became an amazing golf ball whacker guy one of those days. I'm not good, but... Yeah, it was one of the days was pretty rough, but it was hot every day though. So right on, but it was awesome. Well, we got couch house first as usual in the comments. I think he's made it a point to be first, but couch, I appreciate couch it. Couch house man. is a loyal, loyal listener. Yeah. We need a few more couch houses in here. We do. If you're, we on, need... if you're not, if you're not as dedicated as couch house, what are you doing? That's what I'm saying. We don't want you if you're not couch if you're house. not couch house. Couch house sets the standard, and he he has couch a high. House. He raises the bar very high, but that's where we now set our expectations. So uh, we appreciate him. That being said, I wanted to go over this list, and it's an ever growing list, and I have a feeling it's going to continue to grow. It's our 2025 barbecue list. Tron, good evening, fella. Uh, let's see. It's our it's our list for. Next weekend, and it's all I haven't even listed the three stars because there are 14 four and five star guys. So we've got I counted four safeties on this list, I've counted three or four cornerbacks, I've counted a lot of receivers. You could argue there's not enough beef on the front for this visit as far as uh offensive and defensive line, but you know, there's, there's a lot some, of linebackers coming to visit. There's some good I'm, defensive linemen on that list. I saw one, I've got one. Uh, I was looking at uh, Rivals list, so Ty Spalding. So, Ty, I know you listen to this, so I hope you don't mind us using your list. 
I do feel like Ty had the, the list out before anybody else. So if somebody else had all these names out before Ty and Rivals, then my apologies, but I do tend to track these things. I try to give credit where credit's due, and I do feel like Ty has been on top of this for a while. Yeah. So I'm going to quickly try to read some of these names. We got a uh, four-star top 175 receiver, uh, K.O. Lockett. Um, Jadon Blair is a safeties four-star. Caleb Cunningham is the five-star receiver. I mean, I've seen him rank composite top ten. Jonte Gilbert, four-star safety. Ivan Taylor, four-star cornerback. Jet White, four-star cornerback. He has family from Louisville. His recruitment will be interesting because he, he just released a top 25, which is something I, you know, it just keeps going <laughs> more and more. And you have set the, you have raised, you have raised the bar on a top list. I'll put it that way, man. Top 25. Did you just literally look at the top 25 ranked preseason teams? I think he's got Ivy Tech is probably like 24 or something. Russell Babino. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing some of your all's names and my handwriting sucks. So, uh, that being said, no, I think it's bad enough. That one right, nailed it. Four-star receiver Ethan Pritchard, four-star linebacker Caleb Edwards is the four-star defensive tackle, so he's the one defensive lineman I saw. Trey Fuller, four-star safety. Uh, you know what? I can't even read my own handwriting. Waller, athlete, four-star. <laughs> Dear Hill, four-star athlete. Amari Wallace, four-star safety. Eric Winters, four-star linebacker. And that's just the four stars and the five stars. I didn't mean to. I don't. I don't mean any disrespect towards the rest of you three stars. But I can't read names, or, or we're going to be an hour and a half in this pod, and I'll still be reading names. So that's how big of this list is. And every single time I look on the the sites, seems like there's more people. So yeah, I expect I, and I, more, and I'm pumped yeah. about it, guys. Yeah, I think they're, and you know, I think we're going to probably undoubtedly get some surprise visitors on there as well that you know, that are going to just kind of pop up there last mm -hmm. minute. So, uh, you know, I, I do want to, I do want to throw out the, the strong side, uh, defensive end, uh, Adam Shovlin, that's from Connecticut. He's six six two thirty five. Okay. And, that's what um, that's what I'm saying. A, I don't even know. I've tried to get well, them yeah, all. Weak, but... weak side defensive end, uh, Damian Shanklin. He's also a three star six five two twenty five, And he's from Warren central up in Indy. So, I, I think he'll be one to watch for sure. Like I, I think that, you know, you look at you're looking at those guys with three stars. I, some of those, you know, we've seen it. Like mm -hmm. we have guys that we get, and then they go. Like these kids are going to be what juniors this year, right? So I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. a lot of these guys are going to move, and I know that this staff knows how to uh, evaluate talent. I trust that they know how to evaluate talent. So I think a lot of these guys are going to move up. And uh, I, it's, it's a it's a it's a big weekend, man. It's a big big weekend. I do remember the Warren Central now, the the player out of there. I, it's so hard for me to keep up with all these guys. But Warren Central is arguably the biggest football school in Indiana. It's up there. It's definitely top five. That's cathedral. And Jeff Braun, yeah, it's up there with a couple of those. Yeah, Jeff uh, Braun probably has a lot of connections from his Purdue days up there. So yep. that's a big that's a big connection to have. It's not that Indiana produces a ton of football talent that we would consider elite. They really don't, just like Kentucky. But a school like Warren Central is one of the few that that you can get a couple of guys out there that are just absolute studs, and and they they are the best of the best. So 
that's good to see. I'm, I, I remember that now you say that, Ross, and I remember thinking, well, that's a good pipeline to, to, to get going here at Louisville, and hopefully For sure. with Jeff's previous connections, we can get that going. That's exactly what I was going to touch on is the where the talent's coming from. So you, obviously the list is very talented. There's a lot of four- and five-star guys and some three-star guys, but the thing I care about the most is where they're coming from. You mentioned Warren Central. That's a huge program in Indiana, and it's one that I'm sure Jeff's gone to previously at Purdue, and he'll probably continue to go there. Um, and you mentioned, Kyle, that you know Indiana doesn't produce – you know, a ton of talent, but like I said, Warren Central, Cathedral, those schools, they always, every single year, have multiple guys that are going to go deep play, play D1 ball. Um, and I'm welcome. looking throughout the list. You got Paul, Paul joining in. Greetings from Bowling yeah, Green. Welcome, Paul. Welcome, All the way Paul. From the BG. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's the main thing that I kind of took away from it. I'm seeing, you know, Amari Wallace from Miami Central. Like, how awesome would that be to get in more with Miami Central? They produce players every single year. Um, you know, Ivan Taylor's a safety from Winter Garden, Florida. Any Anybody from Florida, there's a receiver from Texas. I think Kalik Lockett is from Texas. So that's what's interesting to me, to see where, uh, where the talent's coming from, who Jeff and the staff have their eyes on, and, and if they're going to try to build some new pipelines and relationships in places that we haven't seen Louisville recruit from you know, historically all that well. So that's definitely interesting to me to see, uh, you know, Miami Central, Florida, the the Warren Centrals of that. That's that's really cool to see. I, uh, I also noticed, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there are a lot of prospects, it seems, on that list from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of, we've gotten kids out of Louisiana before, but I wouldn't say that we have a rich recruiting history from that state. You know, I've, no. we've gotten quite a bit of players from Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Carolinas, Tennessee. Um, but Louisiana and Arkansas is kind of states that we don't have a lot of connections to. And there's a lot of kids that we're recruiting that are coming uh, for this that are – I saw maybe at least – it seemed like – maybe three or five kids um, that were coming from there. It might be more, but uh, that, that jumped out to me because that's not a state that we normally hit. So I'd be, I'd be curious who on the staff has some ties down there. Um, So I've I've got my ideas of what that is, Ross, and and maybe I'm wrong here, but I know like Zach Soskin, he's very involved in the NIL end of the guys. And he, he has a lot of ties to this program. I think it probably, and I mean, if Zach ever, by chance, here's this. He can correct me, but I think it probably started with that Bosco connection more than anything, and it's just developed from there. I don't claim to know all of what Zach does. I know he's very plugged in to where these players go, to helping facilitate NIL deals. Uh, I call them NIL agents, but that may not be a that may not be everything you do, Zach. So I'm just I'm just kind of throwing it out there. But I have noticed that the strategy seems to be to find a group of players in a geographical area, a group of, of highly talented players, get them on board if you can, introduce them to the idea that we will set you up. Yeah, we can offer a lot up front for NIL, but there are other schools that can they can uh, replicate that, if not exceed that. But he, I feel like him and the way we do it, we set them up for long-term success 
And what we do is we try to pitch that idea and, and we, we find this group of players in geographical areas and we try to get them on board. Maybe I'm wrong. This is all just me speculating because I look at what we did in with the Bosco area, but then it wasn't even just limited to Bosco. We had a Jamari came from California. We had another guy. He was an offensive lineman. We thought we were going to land him and he ended up, I don't know, that, that went south pretty fast with the parents or whatever, trashing us on Twitter. But nonetheless, oh, yeah. we were targeting a lot of guys, not even just the Bosco guys. Then you have Miami this this recent, like this current class, 2024. We seem to really be targeting that area and Florida. And so mm -hmm. it wouldn't surprise me, long story short, if we are also looking at like these guys and saying, let's try to get Louisiana. There's a group of guys there if we can get these guys on board together. And I think it's a great strategy for a school that doesn't carry the tradition of an Alabama or Clemson or a or Georgia. LSU. We're not going to, you know, those schools don't have to focus like that. They can just, like Alabama and Georgia, for example, they probably don't even have to do anything. They probably just say, hey, let us know when you want to come visit if you're a top-ranked guy. And then, you know, they probably are knocking at their doors. Now, well, that like us, we have to actually, like, that in oh, Alabama and Georgia, they could just stay in their own state. You that know, too. like uh, yeah. in Texas, for example, whereas, you know, Louisville, we can't just stay in the state of Kentucky and go get players. Mm -hmm. There'll be a player or two every cycle, maybe even mm -hmm. more. But, um, you know, that's that's probably one of when you talk about the Louisville job, that's probably one of the most difficult parts to it is because you're you're your state just doesn't produce a ton of talent. You have to go out and find players. And that's what's exciting is the fact that we're going into, you know, Mississippi, Louisiana, Florida, Texas. Mm -hmm. We mentioned Jet White. He's from Los Alamitos, California. I mean, Los Alamitos produces players every year. DeAndre, if I'm not mistaken, DeAndre Moore uh, from last year's cycle played at Los Alamitos before he transferred to Boston. He transferred. I think you're so, right. So um, that's, that's the most exciting part of this whole thing to me, just to see mm – -hmm how much talent we're coming that, you know, is coming to visit and where they're coming from. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's probably a good point, Kyle. I, I'd still think though, uh, there's gotta be some coach or coaches that have some connections down there to help have the relationships. You oh, know, I'm sure. I'm sure. We're yeah. not, surely we're not just going in there blind, but I, I definitely no, agree no, with your I point. Mean that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just, just clarifying. I, I, I think you're right, though. I, I think that they they definitely seem to be picking up on pockets of kids that they can try to clump together and and make it work. So, Coach Hova, uh, Coach Hova is doing a, a ton of work down in Florida. Man, he's been just awesome with the Miami area. Um, yeah. I don't know what they're paying him, but I don't. They they can't be paying him enough. He's he's done wonders for us in Miami so far and, and down south. It's, it's going to suck if we lose him, but that position in general is just a very high turnover because they're, they're trying to it take is. that next they, step. They got to do whatever they can to keep him. He's been awesome. I know. And if, it's a, if that's a promotion to the position, mm -hmm. uh, to two up, but then of course somebody else would have to go. I don't know. It's tough, but hey, let's just enjoy it while we have it. Mm -hmm. Ride the wave. I would, I would argue he's, he's the best one yet in that position. He's been it, great. It may man. not even be close. Totally but. invaluable. Doc, what what's up, man? Good to see you on. So, Doc? <laughs> Papa Doc? From Cranbrook. It's a private school. <laughs> Come on. He watches 8 Mile. Yeah. 
Darren's parents have a real good marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we've got, you know, every time I look on the message boards on, it seems like we've got a new name added to that 2025. Obviously the 2024 class is interesting, especially now that TJ Capers is reclassed. So, which is a good thing, obviously, you know, which by the way, I want to say real quick that TJ Capers stuff, it killed me inside to not, as, or not bring that up at all as a rumor. Two on weeks here. ago, yeah. We, I don't know if you saw. I know Ross posts from the main Discord, the Discord Twitter account. That's linked to us as well. Our Discord, this pod, it all goes together. So he had linked the timestamps, but we had heard about a week ago, or a week before. No, two weeks. About two we, weeks. We before. heard weeks before that came out. It was it about was two actually, weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was probably three, two or three weeks. Yeah, it was two or three weeks before the uh, TJ Caper stuff out. came out, we had heard, hey, look, keep an eye on it. It's something that could definitely happen. He could be reclassing to 2023. And it just sounded so crazy because you don't hear about that in football, especially this mm-hmm. late. Like, there was no rumors of it. There was no nothing. So I wanted to ask, like, a Ty Spalding or somebody, one of those guys, I wanted to post it on the boards. But more than anything, I just wanted to say on the pod, hey, Keep an eye on some good football news coming up. Yeah, with with uh with recruiting, I mean, some really unexpected but good news. And I was going to leave it at that, but I reached out to the guy that that shared it in our Discord, and he asked me not to do that. And I can understand why he didn't want to mess any of that up because it wasn't a done deal. And it's like if I literally came out and said T.J. Capers could be reclassing, and then he didn't, well, that's a lot of un- undue pressure. So I get it, but it was very hard to not at least drop any hints at all. He asked me well, not we, to say anything. We somewhat hinted about it. We somewhat hinted at it two weeks ago, but not not enough to throw you know the scent off. We kind of said, you know, keep keep your eye on some good football recruiting news coming up. Um oh, see I don't even but, remember that. But, but I don't it, remember it, I know for we all were talking about beforehand like man this is killing us. We really want it but gotta respect the source and you do. Um, glad it happened. And his info right. was his info was dead on, and it came you know multi, you know few weeks in advance. So, yeah, yep, yeah, and that I mean, that is a big time player mm-hmm. to get, not only you know on your campus, you know a year early, but you know for him he he's already looks physically ready to play. You now you're gonna get him on campus even earlier. He's gonna be able to work with the team. He's gonna have all that time around all of the nutrition, all around the strength and conditioning. Like it that is gonna pay off majorly. And from what we hear, he's gonna he's gonna play this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be curious to see how much he plays, how much they really need him to play. Uh, but if he's that talented which we think he is. And I, I have questions too. I wonder if this is actually the natural class he's supposed to be in anyways. That's one of the thoughts that came across my head. I, I don't know how old he is, but I wonder if he's supposed to be in this class anyways, and that made it easier for him to reclass and get in here. Um, so I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty damn excited. I mean, to have, uh, you know, have a player like him and Stan Quan as your future linebackers, I mean, that's something that we haven't seen since uh, – From Miami, both of them. Yeah, from like James Burgess and Keith Kelsey. I yeah. mean, that's that's like – I mean, we got two dudes. I mean, just dudes that are going to hold down that position, 
you know, for for the next foreseeable years. Like well, we're we look great at linebacker. Ross, it gets even better. Just imagine two years from now, you have TJ Capers on one end and Adonis Green coming off the other. Yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy to think about. I'm just glad we got him on campus now and we didn't give uh Owen three a whole year of putting them down the rankings. And I, I know if we gave him another year, they probably have him as a two star by the end of it. So um uh, how awesome was that though? That just it's it's gonna be invaluable for TJ and his development getting on here early. Oh, it's well, and huge. the good thing is I don't think I I really felt confident he would end up here, but it put a complete halt to any idea that he was going to flip or that he could be flipped. Oh, dude, yeah. there's so much chatter for on Twitter from Miami fans. Which They've Miami been talking fans, about that for a while. Shit together. Get yeah. shit together, Miami fans, because I saw y'all say he's a tweener and that he, he doesn't have a position and that you guys weren't very interested and you guys preferred his teammate. <laughs> Get your shit together. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> Pepper's Farms remembers. I remember well, the day well, uh, he committed. Pepper's Farms remembers. You guys were like, he's not going to stick. Mm-hmm. He's coming to Miami. He yeah. won't be able to resist. South yeah, Beach, Teddy, he can't Teddy, resist Teddy's us. not going to stick with Louisville either. Yeah, no. And that's <laughs> Take your loss. Y'all get plenty of guys in your own backyard. Your classes are great. Take your one loss like a man and move on. Or woman. Or woman. Just just take that L. Mm -hmm. Just L. 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 Take all the L's. Hopefully you'll be taking one (laughs) in November. Although all of us predicted. No, wait. Ty, you predicted we would beat them, didn't you? Miami this year? I think I did. Yeah, you're the only I had one. Us, I had us going into Miami and winning that game. I'm yeah. going with the reverse jinx. And now, now I want to – Ross, I believe in that. Even though you don't think I do, you think I'm just making that. I've always reversed jinx. <laughs> I want to re-up my prediction. TJ Capers goes in and gets 10 sacks. How about that, Miami? Oh, man. Oh, I what would have so much ectoplasm. Dude. It would be insane. It's going to be sacking Miami's <laughs> quarterback all night long. Mark it sacks down. On- Sacks on the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. All right. So, that being said, we did get a little bit of uh, basketball news. I mean, nothing big. I'm just looking for any glimmer of hope in basketball. I mean, anything. And just any little sliver. And somebody posted that. Uh, Card Chronicle, I believe it was, had posted an article. And I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was on Card Chronicle. But they posted an article where somebody said that. Sky- was it CDK? No, I don't believe it was, but I don't know. Maybe somebody can find that. But uh, I know that uh, basically Sky Clark is, is looking like he's going to be a pretty good leader for us. And that's something that, you know, after everything that we went through last year, just a little glimmer of hope, just a little one. You know, it doesn't make me think we're going to, you know, kick everybody's ass next year and be a top, 25 team or anything but i think what they what it was was the big men i guess kenny Payne wasn't very happy with them during practice and so he ordered them to, to run drills and while they were running sky clark decided hey i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna run with them and then uh, jj trainer decided hey i'm gonna get up and run with them too and little things like that it's a very little thing but i never heard anything like that last off season. So I'll tell you the things that I hear, the high, the fake juice type stuff, that happens every offseason. But that kind of stuff, like the examples of leadership, I didn't hear that last offseason. So that's at least good to hear. I'm hoping that Sky Clark 
is able to be the leader we need him to be, and he acts like he wants to take that role on. I know how Illinois fans feel about him. I, I know the rumors. I know the reasons they give, but uh, I also know that from Sky Clarkson, I don't think he – the things he was promised I don't believe were delivered upon. So I think that's a two-way street. Sometimes a marriage can end in divorce, and neither party is a bad part person. They just weren't meant to be together. So I'm hopeful that that's what happened with those two parties, and I'm hopeful Sky is getting what he was promised here, which it sounds like he has been. And I'm hoping that he is the leader we need him to be, especially because we're hearing, again, guys like Tyler Johnson may not show up. It seems like more and more every single day. That's not going to happen. Uh, so I've actually set up in my mind that's not happening. So I'll be pleasantly surprised based on everything that we keep hearing. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, uh, what's the uh, the line from Remember the Titans when um, Gary and uh, who was his Wrong uh, side, left side? Yeah. What, what was the other guy's name? <laughs> Never Ron watched Blackburn. it. Huh? Lucky guess. Uh, anyways, he says attitude reflects leadership. And, wow. uh, you know, like that, that it's one thing to be a leader. It's another, it, you know, to, to talk the talk, but to actually walk the walk and, and, and do what the guys are doing and, and going through the pain and the punishment with them. That's, that's a real, that's a real leadership skill. You know, anybody like Kyle, you were military, you know, I'm sure you could probably relate a lot to that. You know, that's a, that's a, that's not, I'm not going to tell you, I'm going to show you, you know, that's a, that's a big deal. Actions speak a lot louder than words. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're getting a lot of little things like that about Sky Clark this off season already. Um, so uh, he sounds completely locked in. He sounds like he's, I think we're going to get something really special out of this kid this year. Um, I, I, you know, not, not, not any knocks to any players from last year, but there was a lot of leadership that was lacking from the, that team last year. It showed there was no leadership. It really seemed at all. Um, and I think we're getting guys that are just locked in and they're just ready to focus and ready to lay it out there and actually go play, you know, um, and if you listen to some other guys that are alumni that that are around right now because they're on the TVT team and, and you know, they're around the facilities right now a lot. They're they're uttering the same things. You know, there is this isn't this isn't fake. There's no there's no agenda there. They don't have any agenda to to, to help Kenny and this staff. You know, there's there's nothing there, but we're all hearing the same thing. So I'm very encouraged by it. Uh, so we will we will see. But I think we're going to get something extremely special with Sky Clark um, that we've been missing from that position for a few years now. The other thing we are hearing, and this one I do, I mean, I'm hopefully I'm hoping it is true. But you know, we heard the same thing about Fabio Basile last off season, which is uh, we're hearing Coron Davis is looking very impressive this off season. And I know people say, well, that's being negative that you would even assume that it might not be true. Let me tell you something. I have a really good memory about certain things. And I always remember people's takes because a lot. And the reason why I try to is because what people like to do is they like to give a take and then forget they ever made that take and just move on to the next take and continue the same pattern of thinking. 
with nobody ever saying, hey, you know, maybe you should reconsider because you remember the other 500 times you've done that and it didn't happen. So I remember stuff like that. So long story short, I'm hearing Koran is looking really good. He's really impressive. He's running some guard and he's looking good. I hope it's true. But I also remember people like Fabio last year. I can't just forget that people acted like he was the second coming last offseason. And they would act like now some of those people would say, nobody ever said that. Yes, they yes. did. Yeah, they yes, did. they did. And so I do remember that. I do hope that it's true. I'm more I'm more optimistic about hearing the things about Sky Clark because those are things he's actually doing that you can actually point to and say it's not subjective. It's not like Koram looking impressive. Are we playing hard? You know, there's a lot of factors that go into what do you consider impressive and all that. But what Sky Clark did, leading by example, he had a specific specific thing we heard that he did. And if there's more people doing things like that, I have more hope for this team than last year based on that alone because we didn't have anyone from from what we know. Maybe we did. I don't think so. I don't think anybody was doing those kind of things. So, uh, Yeah. But- I, I, and to, to your point, Kyle, you know, having that memory bank of who said what mm-hmm. and when, like – the people that are saying stuff about Karan Davis this week and late, you know, and over the past weekend are people that have been very skeptical, skeptical mm-hmm. and critical of, of, of the Kenny leading this program thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're seeing, they're seeing these things like firsthand. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a positive. That's a positive. Like, sure. I, I don't know how you, you know, that's, Again, you've got to look at where these sources are coming from and what their track record has been on what they've been sharing. You know, are these people that have romanticized the process every off season, or is this people that just give it give it to you the way that you know give you the dirt the way that it is? And we're getting a lot more people that are, you know, just tell it how it is that are sharing these things. So it's positive. It's it, it's all kind of working out together right now. And speaking, I, of, speaking of keeping memories real quick, Ty, I just want to say, if Koran ends up being a beast, I remember everything I thought when we when he committed. I remember oh, what I said. There's going to be so many of us that are eating crow. 99% of us remember so what we all Trust me. Trust me. There's nothing I want more than to come on this show and say I'm a dumbass. I was wrong. Yeah, totally um, stupid. Because I'm, I'll be honest, I I was extremely skeptical of you know Koran committing and and his future and his role. So uh, there's nothing that uh, we want more. We want to come on the show in December and say, you know what, guys, we're an idiot. We we said Kron would not be good, and here he is. We are collectively We are idiots. We are dumbasses. Um, we are idiots. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> let me, let me but, ask you all something. Let me ask you all something. Uh, taking out L. Ellis, who was the last JUCO player that we had that had a major impact for our program? I'm like trying to think. Chris Jones. Who? Chris Chris Jones. Jones. Was he a JUCO? Yes. Okay. He was the number one JUCO player in his class, too. Okay. And Karan Davis is what, three? I thought he was on a, like a, and I don't mean any disrespect to him, but I thought he was on like a different lower level of Juco. And so his ranking, I thought was from there. I I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know the Juco scene that well, but I'm pretty sure his division of Juco is 
yeah low lower. is not lower. like where l ellis was like l ellis not in the it's definitely level. not the level that l ellis was playing at or chris i'm pretty sure chris and l played at very similar well no actually didn't l play in carolina was his juco in carolina uh i know chris came from florida he played at one of the big JUCOs in Florida. I don't um, know where the hell L came from, man. I don't know, but anyway, anyways. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it was something I, I was thinking about. I didn't even know that about his JUCO being like lower, lower level JUCO. I mean, that's if this kid ends up being a player, man. I mean, it's hats off to KP and the staff, man, because we were we're just gonna be wrong. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some of these comments real quick. Let's I see, see my boy Luke in the comments there. Luke saying Luke. Kane's chicken is greater than Kane's football. Miami sucks. I don't yeah. think that's a compliment towards Kane's. I think he's saying that like Miami's so bad that nah, even nah, Kane's. Nah, nah. But I don't Luke, know. I could be reading that wrong. Luke it, is it my high be... school friend, my boy. He knows. He knows what's up. Oh, okay. It should be Kane's is equal, and then that little line. Like Kane's chickens, because it to Kane's football, because you get yourself really hyped up for it, and then it just disappoints every time, you know. That's UVL two four eight, fresh off his bachelor party hangover, says that he hopes he's wrong about Coron, but the two games he saw of him were not great. I hope you were as drunk when you watch those games as you probably were last weekend. Listen, but I want to, you know, I understand where you're coming from based on what I saw too. I didn't see. Full live games, but I watched portions of one of the – I think one of the same games you were watching, and it, it wasn't good. So I'm just hoping he had an off day. But, While we're talking about Karan, this is what I was going to say. And I think we saw uh, Little Basketball put out a video of some practice clips. Uh, I, th- I know they posted it to Instagram. I'm sure they put it on all their socials, but it got shared around. Um, it, the video opens up with – Quran driving to the basket. He has a nice dunk. And at the very end, it ends with him driving driving the lane and kicking it out to Trey White for an open three. Um, I hope all this, all the, you know, the reports of Quran looking good, I hope it's true because this team is going to need him. They're going to yeah. need someone that can give Sky. I love Sky. I've, I've been on this podcast and said many times, I think Sky is, is probably going to be our best player. And I'm super excited for him. But he's going to need... There's going to be times where Sky's, you know, in foul trouble or, um, you know, he's tired and needs a break. And with the news and the rumors surrounding Tyler Johnson and not coming, not going to end up making it, they're going to need a, a, a guy who can relieve Sky for a few minutes. And I hope to God it's Kron. I hope it is. So what you're saying is the Sky does have limits. The Sky does have limits. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's another great. Dad joke. Man, that's all I'm here for. That's what I tell people at work. I tell people at work when I'm in my morning meetings, I have one good dad joke a day. And I'm like, you just like once I say it, I'm like, you know, that's all you're gonna get, guys. I like how I like Couch House's uh comment. I like his idea. If Quran surprises us, then we should all go get uh go eat canes with Ty. I agree. I agree. You just want that anyway. Kyle, you were like Kyle, you like butter. You're on a roll with that that joke there. On mm. that, just that was good, man. Oh yeah, I, I got you. I got you, Ross. So I'm I'm looking here. So is Tyler not going to make it, guys? Anthony Eason. I I don't think he's going to make it's it. It's not looking good, Anthony. Um, yeah, most the longer it goes, the worse. The worse it is. Yeah. yeah. 
we thought if we didn't hear anything by, I believe it was like the July 6th time period when the new new semester classes started yeah. for the summer, it was, it was bad news bears. And I about a week after that, like that August we started hearing or something. I feel like it's about a week after that, that Rutherford said like, Hey guys, it's not sounding very good. So I don't think we're going to get Tyler Johnson. I hope I'm wrong. I hope uh, we're all surprised, but these things tend to be one of those things too, where the staff will kind of just, you know, we're still, we're still thinking we'll get them. We'll still thinking we'll get, they hold out hope. Then all of a sudden just one random day, boom, not coming. And, you know, sometimes it, it, it goes all the way up to the start of fall practice. So, but I mean, I'm assuming unless we hear something very, I mean, I'm already assuming that he's not going to make it, but I mean, the lot, the more time goes on, like you guys have been saying, even less, like every single day that passes at this point. I mean, and I've, I've mentioned it on here before. Um, you know, when we reached out to the North Carolina guard who decommitted, I think his name is Wilcher, some Welcher. He ended up going to St. John's, I believe. It of course, make, everybody goes it, there now. Yeah, and which, by the way, they got a huge commitment today. But yep. Um, yep. it doesn't. It didn't. It didn't add up. Like the roster was set in terms of scholarships, so it didn't add up. Like, why are you reaching out? And I said it before. In my opinion, that means that they had doubts. And at that time, Quran had not made it to campus either. So you know, there was definitely doubts, in my opinion, on the staff side that one of Tyler or Quran was not going to make it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be reaching out to right. 23 high school kids at that point in the game. So, yeah. so my to, uh, to uh, Anthony's point there about the uh, adding uh, another guard out of the portal, mm. no, it is not too late. Um, former U of L Cardinal, great coach Rick Pitino, just got a uh, a big man today. Um, where was where was that? He decommitted from. Didn't he decommit from IU or no? It was Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Tennessee. He, he was to, close to going to, to, to IU, though. He was very Tom's. close to going to IU. This guy's yeah. recruitment, Ledlam, has been so yeah. weird. Like IU thought they had him in the bag. Then he went I remember to Tennessee. That. Now he's at St. John. Yeah, he literally just he's clearly an NIL guy. Clearly an NIL guy, which you gotta remember St. John's has a billionaire up there dropping bags. So yep. and he and he was on record telling Rick that the bank was open. So, yeah, they they're building a they're building a a, a contender there this year, and uh, I, I don't want to say a championship contender, but they're going to be damn good, and they'll be fun to watch for sure. For Should sure. we bring we, can we bring Quinn there. back? Can we bring Quinn back? No, no, you don't want to bring Quinn back. Well, he's a no, wing, so Kenny might. Okay. Uh, he's a wing. He's a small forward. We already have nine power forwards, so no. So what's another one at that point, Ross? What's another one? You know what I mean? Because and the stories are great. Uh, bringing <laughs> Quinn back, the story would be awesome. No, no, oh. I, 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 I listen. Uh, I was all for bringing a Koya Gal back. I'm not for bringing Quinn Slazinski back. No, right? come on. Quinn was way better than a Koi, and I and shout out to a Koi. He's a good guy. I know he's kind of been hanging out, but come on, Quinn was better. Well, bottom line is the roster is not. No, we don't want we don't want Quinn. No, no offense. It's just like, dude, we've got a bunch of guys. And honestly, if you were going to bring Quinn back, then the guy that we got from Miami, I, I can agree. I can agree. We should have used. We should have. Danilo's going to be way better than Quinn. We'll I, I will, I will go on record about that right now. All right. Well, I appreciate your optimism, and maybe you're right. We'll see. 
All right, Macro says that the 502 barbecue has impressive blue chip skill, guys. But this is kind of what I was referring. But we need 300 pound defensive lineman. Well, we did get one four star defensive lineman on the list. We do have a three star at Warren Central. We talked about earlier. Uh, he's a and Warren Central is one of those like power, uh, probably one of the three biggest football schools in Indiana. And we talked about it earlier. So if you want to go back later and check out what we talked about with that list, but we did touch on that. And the guy from Warren Central, for example, that's a big football school. Um, now I use, or I mean, Indiana's not a big football state, but they they have a couple of really elite level schools. So if we can develop a connection with a Warren Central, I mean, look, here's my goal with this whole barbecue. It's 2025. It's light years away. If we can get two or three of these guys to commit to us at some point down the road, it's a win. You know, mm -hmm. we have. Probably a total of 20 guys coming. You just don't usually end up getting a whole lot of commitments from one visit. So if we can get two or three of the higher end guys, and yeah, if we could get the if we get offensive tackle out of that, that'd be great. I, I'm with you though. I do understand that. Yeah, but here's the thing: like we're running a four-three now, so like you need three technique guys. Whereas before, when we were running the you know. Uh, a, Three three five, whatever the hell Brown wanted to run, um, undersized. Yeah, I mean, we don't. The the guy, uh, what's his name, uh, Caleb Edwards, the six three three twenty five guy. I mean, that's awesome because he would give you if he's if he's that damn good. Like he he could play a three, a one or a three technique. You know, that that gives you some ability to play multiple. Uh, uh, some multiple defensive lineups. Um, but our best defense that we've had in our probably lifetime was the Charlie Strong. And, you know, we had, we had two, we, well, not two, two, we had five to six guys that were in that 285 to 310 range. Um, you know, and they were three techniques and they could also be, some of them were versatile enough like Sheldon Rankins to be moved as a five technique. So, um, you don't need, if you're playing four down linemen, you don't need a dude that is just like huge in the middle. It doesn't really work out the same way. So, um, you're looking at guys that are possibly 260 right now that are going to grow into that position. Um, there's going to be plenty of those that, which is why I've always been at a school like Louisville. We should always be running four down linemen, in my opinion, because the defensive linemen at this level are really, really hard to get, the ones that are the top studs. And it's a lot easier to recruit and build guys into uh, a position um, like a three than it is to recruit guys that are naturally a zero or a one technique um, in three down linemen setting at the college level because those are, there's just not enough of those guys. And the big schools always get them. And that's just the way that it goes. So um, that's that's kind of where I stand on that. I, I'm glad that we're back to like a more uh, traditional four three. Uh, that's just I think it's just a better fit for our school in general. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean we can always hit the portal for positions that we maybe if we have a yep. couple guys that you know a couple positions that we're thin on. That's where the portal comes in. And I think that's really what's going to end up happening as, as more classes come in is you'll start to stack them with some high school guys and then you'll look at where you're thin and then you'll focus mainly on those positions. Plus, 
a portal guy is going to want a good portal player is not going to want to wait. So they're not going to come into some stacked position. They're going to come in where you need help immediately. So I think, you know, if, 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 if Jeff Brom and company decide like, Hey, you know, we got a couple of defensive linemen we need to get. We're a little thin then They're just going to hone in strict, you know, focus more on that in the portal than other positions in the portal, if that makes sense. So I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. Yeah. It's plenty of time, plenty of time. Uh, one other thing, you know, it's coming up soon is the TBT. What happened with Earl Clark? He originally was announced that he was going to be in the tournament and he had contractual obligations that would not allow him to be in, in the tournament. Because so, of the big three. Because of the big three. So, and that does happen, conflict of interest. But, hey, we've got an impressive list of guys. For, for us old school fans, man, it's going to be so much fun. And let me just go ahead and say, and maybe I'm biased because he's my favorite player of all time, but Russ Smith's going to absolutely kill this. I think he's going to be the best player on any of the teams. I'm saying it right now. Any of the teams, not just our team. Russ is coming for that MVP. You better he's believe coming that. For it. I mean, the dude is a monster. He's a monster. So did any of the, did either of y'all get the privilege to listen to uh, Luke on 93.9 yesterday and he was interviewing Mark Lieberman? No. Man, it was it was a great show. Uh, shout out to Luke and shout out uh, to Mark for staying on there and giving that much time with Luke. It was, if you didn't hear it, I would suggest go back, uh, go on uh, ESPN Louisville, uh, go check out the the replays of the show from yesterday. Um, but man, it was awesome. You know, they had that first practice and uh, Lieberman was dropping all kinds of good nuggets. Um, you know, he said some of these dudes he he knows already. Uh, other ones he he knows of or maybe talked to and some of them really didn't know at all. Um, but he said that one thing that is very clear amongst this group is that they are very, it, it, they understand how um, uh, it was like everything that they had learned from Rick Patino and that whole entire culture, even though they came from different times, it's like, it's still there. Mm-hmm. It's still very much there. Even though these, some of these guys didn't play with each other at all. They never, their past never overlapped but it was like they're all on the same page. And then on top of it, all these guys have some sort of pro uh, experience. So it's like you, you tell them to do something, and, and when they're going full speed, it's like it doesn't fall apart. They actually do it. You know what I'm saying? So um, they, were, they were really, really talking up uh, Russ and, and Kirk yesterday, man. <laughs> Uh, I think they're I think people that go to this um, are going to be surprised just how damn good, how much better Kyle has has gotten since the mm-hmm. last time we really got to see him. They they cannot stress it enough. If you leave him open, if you roll under a screen, you are dead. He is hitting the shot. He's they a pro player. He not, he's been he's stuck around in Europe for this long. He's still playing. He's a pro they player. Said like. He, they said he doesn't miss like mm-hmm. ever. They said and you got to remember Kyle Keurig had that. I mean, he almost died. He had that severe mm-hmm. brain. I forget exactly what happened, but I just remember like, there was a time where it was like he's got to have an operation right now, and yeah. it could it could be fatal. But it's the only choice they had. And, and thank God he pulled he, through because he wasn't even alive, much less like 
you know, hitting all these threes Ross is talking about. But, Ty, I see you pulled up the roster. Let's take a look at this roster. One thing sticks out to me immediately with this roster. We have a new player that you guys may not have heard of in the middle there, Patrick Hancock. You remember when Patrick Hancock hit four threes in a row? (laughs) Me either. (laughs) Patrick. In a blink of an eye. (laughs) In a blink of an eye. (laughs) Yeah. His name's Pat. I hey, thought that was after that early. game, I'll call him St. Patrick. Yeah. Oh, damn. Ain't that the damn truth? Yeah. I mean, I really wish Luke was playing in this. I, I do, man. Um, yeah, why I, isn't I think, he? Just because he's, he's, he's tied up with all these other things? I, my guess would be, yeah, you know, he just knows that he might be better suited to be kind of just helping out. But I, I don't know. Like, Luke – I guarantee you Luke would go out there and, and just give some people the business. I have no doubt about that. Um, I, funny enough, he talked, I saw, he talked the best trash for sure. I saw Luke uh, when I was leaving Top Golf the other day. Um, I think they were going in for that 502 event. Um, mm-hmm. He looks like he's still in good shape. I, I'm oh, he, curious. He 100% is. Yeah, 100%. I was going to say, I was kind of curious why he isn't playing because he looks like he's in still good shape. So and the, that dude, that dude is a competitor. Like he does not like losing. Like he is a, he's a, he's a dog. Okay. So, um, I, I'm kind of surprised he's not playing too, but, uh, you know, he's got his reasons. Maybe it's his knees. I, I don't know, but, um, maybe it's, maybe it's has to do with his job with ESPN. I'm just, I'm not real sure, but, um, I wish he was though, man, because I know he'd give us all the all the all the good vibes all over again. Because he, you know, he's dude's a legend, man. So does Nanu? Uh, does he shoot a granny shot free throw? Just for old times' sake. Yes. yes, he has to. So wait, are you saying Luke Hancock's not playing Ross? Because he's on the he's listed. No, on he's here. he's the GM. Yeah. Oh, he's the GM. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's um, oh, Patrick Hancock is the GM. Luke might be playing, yeah. but Patrick is the GM. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so Lieberman was talking about Nanu uh, yesterday. Um, he did have some really, really good things to say about Nanu. Um, he said he he actually never worked with Nanu, uh, but he said that um, that it, he was right away very uh, evident that that he's a natural leader. Um, said that a that a couple of guys were kind of like talking. I think I think I'm remembering this correctly, but a couple of guys were kind of like murmuring, and like Nanu kind of spoke up and said, "Hey, like, shut the hell up! Like, coach is talking, like, you know." So, um, like to hear that that uh, Luke has said that he's in great shape. Uh, he's big as hell. Uh, just physical is is all get out. Um, and that was one thing I really took away from listening to them yesterday. They said the teams that usually do really, really well in this TBT tournament are the teams that don't want to cry about fouls. Um, they let them play. It's kind of a more traditional, like, pickup – I don't want to say pickup style basketball, but it's more like it's more like a Big East days. Of, I was about to basketball. say, we have quite the advantage because yeah. we're a very physical team. And, and, and he said years. that the teams that – well in this are the teams that that play and can and play through contact and 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 are tough so i think that we've got a team that's built tough um 
Luke was talking about Russ and he was just like, he's like the dude's maybe 160, 65 pounds soaking wet. And he's like, I've never seen somebody that small that just finishes so effortlessly through contact the way that he does. Um, He said he was, he said Russ was just out there. He said, he's such a gamer. He said he'll practice like crap. But as soon as you roll the ball out there though, it's just like the dude is going to do business and you're not going to stop him. He said, as soon as they started actually going and playing, he said, he, he said he did a, he did an in and out move on somebody. And he, and he said that who he did, they didn't say who it was, but he said he did an in and out move and made the dude move to the left, like six feet, just shook him right out of his shoes. So um, if it's, if it's like pickup style, Russ is going to average 50. I mean, it's going to be insane. He's literally going to drop 50 a game if it's, if it's pickup style. I'm really, I'm really, really, really excited. Uh, The the downside though is, is that they were talking today. um, They were saying that the cheapest tickets to sit up high at freedom hall are like $33. Mm. That's Mm. pretty high. Like, but the I thing is, like Freedom Hall, Freedom Hall, not a bad seat in the house. That's what I say. There's not a bad seat in Freedom Hall. So, unlike the Yum, I'm sorry, I miss Freedom Hall a lot. I do too. I, yeah, Dude, I can, I can still smell Freedom Hall from here. I can smell it right now. And I honestly think some of the spirit. I know everything else that happened with basketball, but I do think the Yum. It's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's an that, NBA. Ross right there. I, that's kind of what I thought it looked like. I wish. <laughs> that's exactly who I thought when I first glanced Mention at him. it. Bop, bop, speaking of bop, playing physical, <laughs> speaking of playing physical, I think that really helps because we have Wayne Blackshear on the team, and it looks to me like nobody's going to be pushing him around. I think Wayne, <laughs> Wayne, I remember back in the day, I think a lot of people used to call him Fat Wayne. And as a joke. Wayne has a joke because Wayne wasn't fat back then. He, but well, man, the joke was that Rick Bettino was obsessed with Wayne Blackshear's body fat. Yes, and Wayne would go yes. out there and we'd be like, the dude's ribbed and he, he's in great shape. So we just <laughs> like, started calling Rick, what fat are you Wayne because great. Which I, you know, maybe Rick. that is his frame because I mean, and I don't mean any disrespect, but he's put on yeah. some weight. And yeah. maybe that's what Rick Pitino noticed was his frame had the had the uh, susceptibility of adding unnecessary weight, and so he's just obsessed over Wayne's body fat. But we all called him Fat Wayne because it was like the dude was was in great shape. And but but Rick Pitino just was always like, "Get on the bike, man! Didn't, Get on the bike!" Didn't, didn't Rick say he liked drinking milk too much? Wasn't that something that he said that Wayne liked drinking milk? I don't know. I know Anasma Mood was polar opposite. He go to Cairo for a week and he come back thirty pounds lighter. Like, what the hell did you do, man? Puke? Yeah, like, he was. What's, good. what's going Rick on, was man? Really mad about that. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? He went to Cairo for like two weeks and came back. Like he put on like probably fifteen pounds of muscle. He left for like two no, weeks, he... came back and lost twenty five or thirty pounds or something crazy. It took them. It took them a year to put thirty pounds on him, and he came back in like I think it was two and a half, three weeks, and he had lost almost all of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what did you do? Pissed, man. He was mad, bro. <laughs> uh, I will say, I'm glad to see Shane Behannon back. Um, I know, you know, when Shane left, it wasn't always, it wasn't under the best of circumstances. I'm not going to get into all that. It, it doesn't Shane matter. It's good. 
but Shane but looks real I, good in that's video. what I was gonna say in the video. Shane looks great. He doesn't yeah. look like he he looks like he has the same athleticism that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, still strong as hell. And I, I, I'm going to be rooting for him, man, because we all know how it ended. Um, and you know, we haven't, I haven't really seen Shane around since, but I'm, I'm glad to see him back. And it's, it's really cool to see this. I'm excited for this tournament. I, I've watched it over the past few summers, but you know, because Louisville hasn't had a team, I haven't had much rooting interest. I know Ryan McMahon did it for the Dayton team a few years ago. Um, so it was a little cool to see that, but I'm ex- I'm excited. This is going to be fun for for Why all the hell the is Ryan McMahon not on this team? That's what is I was he... wondering too. I mean, he played on the Dayton team. Yeah, I know. Like, I I don't know if he's playing somewhere and he can't play in this. But Jesus Christ, you put Ryan on this team, you've got a knockdown dead shooter with him with the inside presence that we've got on this White team. Right. <sighs> Uh, no, Ryan, Ryan would be coming in. He'd be stroking. Pause. 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 <laughs> pause. And on that note, on that note, I will say I do have to wrap up early tonight because I can hear my daughter banging on the door, screaming my name. And uh, but we did touch on everything we wanted to. I don't want to just abruptly end. So, do you guys have any final thoughts on anything that we've discussed? If you weren't here early, feel free to like and subscribe. And we did talk about the upcoming football weekend. We did talk about minor basketball updates for Kenny Payne and company and the players. Weren't a whole lot of things to talk about there, but we talked about some stuff. Touched on Tyler Johnson a little bit, and then we ended with this uh, TVT talk. So that being said, do you guys have anything else? What do you think, I have, a few, I have a few things. So um, Kyle mentioned it. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. Um, like the videos though seriously that helps us out a lot with views uh with the algorithm check us out on all our socials we're on twitter uh check us out on tiktok um we're, we're we've been talking amongst the group guys getting our tiktok game up a little bit uh like us on tiktok uh share those with all your friends your family um and we, we're kind of been talking about future shows and what we want to do we have some stuff uh down the pipe coming we have uh, so possible big time guests. We're not going to mention names just yet, but we have some big time, uh, big time guests coming in that I know well, everybody's going to want to see. Um, I think we, and we say they're players. Yeah, they're players. We, we we do have a, a prominent player that we we're hoping to bring in shortly. We're we're working on getting that confirmed. He's been a little busy, uh, but that's coming down the pipe. And we also we've been discussing, and I want you all to let us know in the comments. Make sure you say in the comments. Let us know having an all-time Louisville basketball uh, draft. Let us know your thoughts on that. We've been we've been discussing it, how we want to do it, if we want to do it. Um, we're getting close to football season, so if we're going to do it, it's going to be in the next few weeks. So let us know if that's something that intrigues you or not. If not, that's cool. We accept any and all feedback. So just let us know. Um, I was just going to say that uh, I just give a shout-out to my buddy Chris. Uh Happy to be your best man, buddy. Happy to be uh, right your side, rolling, you rolling with me for all these years. And uh, it was my pleasure to to put that together for you this, this past week. It was a lot of fun, man, and uh, hope you had a great time. And to all the UofL fans uh, that are as big as fans as Chris is, um, get if you can, get out there and get those TBT tickets. Um, let's get out there and support these guys. Um, I'm not very super happy about the $33 uh, 
ticket charge, but I think I'm probably still going to take my son um, because, man, that's that's a lot of talent and it's going to be in that gym. So um, not to mention you got local guys like Chris Dow that are on that team, um, just ballers. Uh, so it's time for Louisville to show out, and uh, I, I'm looking really forward to it. So um, that's all I got to say. Uh, you know, we'll end it with go cards and go Krogren. Go cards. Till next go time. Cards.